Chapter Thirty Three of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith the holy cherry tree of musubi no kami temple in the province of mimkasa is a small town called kagmi and in the temple grounds is a shrine which has been there for some hundreds of years and is dedicated to musubi no kami the god of love Nearby one stood a magnificent old cherry tree, which was given the name of Kanzakura, or Holy Cherry, and it is in honor of this tree that the shrine dedicated to the God of Love was built. Long ago, when the village of Kagmi was smaller than it is at present, it had as one of its chief residents a man called Sodaru. Sodaru was one of those men, to be found in most Japanese villages, who with but little work thrive on the work of others and grow richer than most. He bought and sold their crops, making commission both ways, and before he was middle-aged he was a rich man sudau was a widower but he had a lovely daughter who was aged seventeen and it was thought by sudau that the time had now arrived for him to look about for a desirable husband for hanano accordingly he called her to him and said the time has come my dear child when it is my duty to find you a suitable husband when i have done so you will i trust approve of him for it will be your duty to marry him of course o hanano bowed her willingness to do just as her father decreed but at the same time she confided in her favorite servant yuka that she did not care about being married to a man that she might not love what can i do what would you advise me to do my dear o yuka do try and think how you can help me to obtain a man i can love a handsome man he must be and not more than twenty-two years of age oyuka answered that the advice asked for was difficult to give but there was one thing she said you can go to the temple and pray at the shrine of musubi no kami the god of love pray him that the husband your father finds may be handsome and after your own heart they say that if you pray at this shrine twenty-one days in succession you will obtain the kind of lover you want 
Ohamano was pleased with the idea, and that afternoon, accompanied by Yuka, her maid, she went to pray at the shrine of Mushubi no Kani. Day after day they continued until the twenty-first and last day of the series had arrived. They had finished their prayers and were on their way from the temple and passing under the great cherry tree known as the Kanzakura or holy cherry when they saw standing near its stem a youth of some twenty or twenty-one years he was handsome with a pale face and expressive eyes in his hand he held a branch of cherry blossom he smiled pleasantly at hasano and she at him then bowing he came forward and smilingly presented her with the blossom hasano blushed and took the flowers the youth bowed again and walked away as did hasano who had a fluttering heart and felt very happy for she thought that this youth must be the one sent by the god of love in answer to her prayers of course it must be she said to oyuka this is the twenty-first and that completes the course of prayer you spoke of am i not lucky and is he not handsome i do not think it possible that a more handsome youth was ever seen i wish he had not gone away so soon this and much more did ohano prattle to her maid on the way home upon reaching which the first thing she did was to put the cherry blossom branch into a vase in her own room oyuka she called for the twentieth time at least now you must go and find out all you can about the young man but say nothing to my father as yet possibly it is not the husband he is choosing for me but i can love no other at all events and i must love him in secret if this is the case now go dear yuka find out all you can and will you prove yourself more faithful and dear to me than ever and the faithful maid went on her young mistress's errand now oyuka found out nothing about the youth they had seen under the holy cherry tree but she found out that there was another youth in the village who had fallen greatly in love with her mistress and as he had heard that o hanano's father was looking out for a suitable husband he intended to apply next day himself his name was tokunosuke he was a fairly well-connected youth and had some means but his looks were in no way comparable 
with those of the youth who had handed the cherry branch to hanano having discovered this much yuka returned to her young mistress and reported next day early in the morning at the most formal calling hour toku no oski went by appointment to see hanano's father hanano was called to serve tea and saw the young man toku no skui was scrupulously formal and polite to her and she to him and soon after he left hanano was told by her father that he was the young man whom he had chosen to be her husband he is desirable in every way he added he has money his father is my friend and he has secretly loved you for some months you can ask for nothing better o hanano made no answer but burst out crying and left the room and yuka was called in her steed i have found a most desirable young man as husband for your mistress said sodayu but instead of showing pleasure and gratitude she has flown from the room crying can you explain to me the reason you must know her secrets has she a lover unknown to me oyuka was not prepared to face the anger of her mistress's father and she thought that truth in this especial instance would further hanano's interests best so she told the story faithfully and boldly so ayu thanked her for it and again called his daughter to him telling her that she must either produce her lover or allow tokuunskui to call and press his suit next morning tokuunskui did call but hanano told him with tears in her eyes that she could not love him for she loved another whose name she did not even know herself this is a strange piece of news thought tokuunskui to himself almost insulting to love a man whose name she does not know and bowing low he left the house determined to find out who his nameless rival was even if he had to disguise himself and follow hanano to do so that very afternoon hanano and yuka went to pray as usual and on coming away they again found the handsome youth standing under the cherry tree and again he advanced and smilingly handed hanano a branch full of bloom but again no words came from his lips and it was evident to tokunusuke who was hiding behind some stone lanterns that they could not have known each other long in a few moments they bowed and separated o hanano and her maid walked away from the temple 
while the youth under the cherry tree looked after them tokunosuke was now furiously jealous he came from his hiding place and accosted the youth under the cherry tree in a rude and rough tone who are you you hateful rascal give me your name and address at once and tell me how you dare tempt the beautiful ohano san to love you he was about to seize his enemy by the arm when the enemy jumped suddenly back a step and before toku unasku had time to catch him a sudden gust of wind blew the bloom thickly off the cherry tree so thick and quickly did the blossoms fall they blinded toku no saku for some moments when he could see again the handsome youth was gone but there was a strange moaning sound inside the cherry tree while one of the temple priests came rushing at him in great anger crying ah you sacrilegious villain what do you mean by attempting violence here do you not know that this cherry tree has stood here for hundreds of years it is sacred and contains a holy spirit which sometimes comes forth in the form of a youth it is he that you tried to touch with your filthy and unholy hand begone i say and never dare enter this temple again tokunosuke did not want pressing he took to his heels and ran and he ran straight to the house of sodayaku and told what he had seen and what had befallen him omitting nothing even to the names of the priest had called him perhaps now your daughter may consent to marry me he finished by saying she cannot marry a holy spirit ohano was called and told the story and was very much upset that the face to whom she had given her heart was that of a spirit what sin have i committed she cried falling in love with a god and she rushed off to implore forgiveness at the shrine long and earnestly she prayed that her sin might be forgiven her she resolved to devote the rest of her life to the temple and as she refused to marry she obtained her father's consent then she applied for permission to live in the temple and become one of its caretakers she shaved her head wore a white linen coat and the crimson pantaloons which denote that you are no longer of the world ohano remained in the temple for the rest of her life sweeping the grounds and praying the temple still stands it is highly probable that if the stump 
of the cherry tree remains another tree is planted beside it as is usual end of chapter 33 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc